It's our turn to take back control. I'm in control. To take our shot. To protect us and everyone around us. I'm in control. It's safe. It's effective. And it saves lives. No cap. Don't just wait on the sidelines. Go Vax or get FOMO, MoCo. Let's end COVID together. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, one of the partners in a 10-man tornado tag match later on this week, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine, as always, during a pandemic? Air quote, Saturday morning, sir. The starting point, uh, power forward <laughs> for the elite squad. No, I, I, sometimes the, the timing of this show is good, and sometimes it's really good. And now, yeah. like I, I, I mean, even though it's air quote Saturday, we might be breaking some, some, some hot stuff, and 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 we're not talking about the Max Scherzer trade. No, 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 we're not talking about that. Although, again, on a typical day, that would be, you know, one of the big things no, we no, were talking no, about. Well, not we, not we. Would be like, <laughs> no, like it would probably be the eighth. Now it's like the eighteenth. Yeah. So yeah. So a lot of stuff going on. Again, part of this show is going to be wildly out of date because again, we are recording this show. Um, on the early early evening of the 2021 NBA draft. So who the heck knows what's going to happen tonight. But as we're doing the show, as Chris just mentioned, you know, breaking news that it's about to be final um, by the time we get off the, the recording air, I guess, if you will. Uh, huge NBA trade news that we'll get into. Not the trade news that we want, but, but maybe related to the trade news that we want. Uh, so we will discuss that on this edition of the show. Of course, we have to talk about the trade news that we do want, whether it happens by the time this airs, who knows. But a lot of stuff going, a lot of stuff out there, a lot of noise out there with Ben Simmons. Uh, basically, Daryl Moore is trying to get everything he possibly can um, from from teams for Ben Simmons, just asking for the world. And I appreciate, I appreciate him taking the shot. Um, but these teams have kind of knocked him down a peg. So we'll see what happens when it comes to Ben Simmons. Of course, we need to talk about the local football team, which began at training camp this week, and already a couple of guys on the shelf with injuries and our illnesses two days in as we record this. So. Again, we can never have nice things here in Philadelphia. We will discuss the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So we have a lot to get to on this edition of the Broadstreet Line. As I always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broadstreet Line. The future sports talk radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, sir? No, let's just let's just get in it. All right, shout-outs to all you guys for listening to us and supporting us. We appreciate it, whether it's here every Saturday on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or – whether you listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube Music, Spotify, Spreaker, just do a search for the Broastry Line, download us to your phone, your computer, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device. Take us with you on the go or listen at home or at work 24-7, 365. Every Saturday, of course, you can listen to us on 106.5 in Philly or wherever you are with the TuneIn app. Download the TuneIn app and do a search for the Philly Cam Station and tune in every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern for the latest edition of the Broad Street Line, but again, if you have your Alexa-enabled device, you can say, Alexa, please play the latest episode of the Broad Street Line on Spreaker, and she will do that for you, on Spotify, excuse me, and she will do that for you as well. While you're doing all of that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. This weekend, I will be talking about almost primarily, hopefully, if there's not a trade, I'll be talking primarily about the Olympics because I am Captain America at this time of the, every four years when this kind of rolls around. I'm all about the Olympics. So if you want some some discus action, some shot put action, I'm your guy. So I'll be tweeting about that this weekend. What are you tweeting about, my friend? I will be um, either um, celebrating the trade of Ben mm. Simmons mm-hmm. or patiently waiting or impatiently waiting for the trade of Ben Simmons because I just I, – I don't – I'd like to think that t- Thursday is going to be the day, but I, I mean, like, it just seems like it comes back to, can you wait for the, like, I, I mean, are the Sixers in a position? Cause I hear a lot of, for, from some beat writers that say, Oh, you can absolutely wait and uh, like on this. Can you? Cause I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. 
Um, but again, like you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're just making a trade just to make a trade. So I think there's a there's a there's a fine balance to to kind of navigating all this because again, you know, things I think trades become a little harder after tonight. Oh, after again, yeah, we're do. recording this because, on Thursday. Because picks are much more valuable than the actual player that's getting selected. Correct. And, and and then like the value of that four pick drops considerably. If you like, I don't know, just the thought of Jalen Suggs might not like the, the idea of Jalen Suggs might be worth more than the actual Jalen Suggs. I, I always use this analogy. It's like um the, I, I call it the Terrence Ross analogy. It's like the number eight pick in that draft seemed really nice when it was just the number eight pick in the draft. When the number eight pick in that draft becomes Terrence Ross, who's a decent player, but he's Terrence Ross. You're like, uh, oh, whatever. So the number seven pick in this draft, you know, like you talk about the, the Wizards, you know, the Warriors possible package maybe for Ben Simmons. You look at the number seven pick, it's like, all right, this is the number seven pick. If it turns into Jonathan Kuminga or whatever, and he's a decent player, and it's like, it's not as sexy as it was when it was yeah, the number seven no, pick. No, someone said, I think his name is Steve Collar, and like it, it sounded kind of crazy when I thought about it, but even say a team were to trade four first round picks for Benson. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that any of those four picks ends up being a three time all star in his fifth year? It, it, I mean, it, it's 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 almost it's very it's very small. Yeah, unless unless those are all top half of the top half of the first round picks, like lottery picks. I'll just say unless those are all lottery picks, it's probably small. And even so, if it's lottery picks, I mean, you're probably. I guess of all the lottery picks in the last ten years, how many guys, how many of those guys have been all stars? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe forty percent, maybe fifty. I guess it's not again. You're not hitting on all of them, so no. Again, like Ben Simmons is a is a proven commodity. He is, as Alan Iverson would say, a value commodity. And again, a four first round picks for a guy like Ben Simmons isn't wild. Which again, if you're Daryl Morey, maybe that's why you set the bar so high with these potential trades. Before we get into those, though, let me let me just make a point that according to Woj. Everybody is on the same page with this because Woj, um, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said the following quote, Sixers continue to canvas the league for Ben Simmons trades armed with a st- start armed with a steep asking price. Simmons and his agent clutch CEO, Rich Paul are in step with a move elsewhere. Draft night is always an ideal vehicle for a deal, but talks could continue into the summer. So Sixers are looking for a deal. Like like summer this weekend, right? Like this summer, know, like yes. This weekend, uh, this summer weekend, yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. The, the final weekend of, of July, first weekend of August, uh, twenty twenty one. Hopefully, uh, again, summer, summer. Well, how many more weeks we got? Well, I guess, I guess, technically, summer lasts <laughs> lasts until training camp. If Ben Simmons is on this team Labor Day. I am absolutely like I don't know, just apoplectic. Is the word no? I, I mean, like this is, and not that this was news because I think. There were some, and that that sum is very it, it, it is dwindling by the second. I would hope mm-hmm. that thought that Ben Simmons wanted to stay here, and, and I see a lot of oh, like I don't know, like the like like oh that relationship with Embiid is salvageable, and it's like are are we living on the same basketball planet? Because I don't because because I don't like it would be hard, like on both sides. Like I don't know, like I don't know. Obviously, Embiid's feeling very frustrated that. Ben hasn't gotten better. Same with Doc. But Ben on the flip side is like, yo, you just threw me under the bus. So, I, I mean, like, those are a lot of feelings you need to massage. For what? For what? The the hope that he gets better. Like, that's the thing. It's not mm-hmm. like we're just trying to massage egos for the sake – for to get production. We don't even know if production's coming with, with the massaging. No, and, 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 and that's – and, like, you know, like, once – once the he passed up the dunk, <laughs> it really comes back to that particular moment. This kind of really became an untenable situation because again, like no, I, mean, I just think it just yeah. I just think it just triggered <clears throat> everything. Like mm-hmm. I like it, it it triggers Embiid saying yo. Like I, I mean, it was his quote, not mine. Right. That like saying that was that, that was, was the moment. Time. Yeah. Right. Like right. I, that that wasn't the media trying to run Ben Simmons out of town. Like and Doc Rivers said it. I, I mean, I know it was in a heat of the moment, but he said it. He's like, yo, I don't know if this guy's our point guard. Right. Like, you can't, you can't walk like for a guy that's already, like, I don't know, feeling something. Mm-hmm. You're asking him to, like, I don't know, trust. Like, I don't know, like, like, I, there, there, there wasn't gonna be a point where, where you could put these three guys in a room together and say, yo, we can work this out. One of the parties were, was gonna say no, and to be honest, I think all three were just 
nah, we're done. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna say it was. I'm not gonna say that with 100 percent certainty, but I'd say it with like 95 percent certainty. Like, I, like, I, I, like I always thought there was maybe a little bit, well, maybe 90 percent. It's like maybe a little bit of okay, maybe this is the moment that that Ben Simmons needs to kind of you know say like, all right, I need to kind of figure this out. But again, like like you said, you have to convince Joe. You got to convince Doc, and to a lesser extent, you have to convince you know the other well Tobias. I mean, the other guys who matter to some extent, even <laughs> even Josh Harris to some extent. But again, the Sixers are on the same are on the same page with Clutch, with Ben, with we assume Joel Embiid. So again, everybody is you know full steam ahead with this Ben deal. So with that knowledge, and with the knowledge that of, according to a former guest of our of the show, Jake Fisher, with the knowledge that the Sixers haven't even been able to talk to Ben Simmons um, this offseason, this kind of is. is to quote to, to coin it for a quarter phrase from Lane Johnson, this kind of paved the lane for a potential Ben Simmons trade. Now, the Sixers denied the reports that they have not talked to Ben. They said they talked to him on his birthday, which is last week. Per social that... media, per social media, <laughs> I don't know. Like they, 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 they posted a picture of him saying "Happy Birthday," so they're not lying. I, I, I mean, at, at this point of the, at this time of the year, you really have to say who's your source. And what and like I don't know like what are they saying like and for a guy like Jake who like I don't know like isn't throwing out rumors like I don't know like 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 whimsically I'm taking mm-hmm. that with with some veracity like I, 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 so I and 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 to be honest there's there's stuff there's evidence be, beyond that to think that it's like yo like Ben's probably like Ben probably was done with this team the the minute. They they had those press conferences. He's like, no, I'm done. And they probably like, I don't know the the day when they met in Chicago. They probably tried to like, I don't know, like Ben wasn't there. His, his agent was there. Really like, yo, like, what's going on? Da, da, da. I don't think the team has talked to Ben in in, in like directly. That, and that's and that's the question. That's that's the one thing I wanted to say because again, our, you know, Jake said Sixers haven't really talked to Ben. Uh, Kyle Newbeck reached out to the team and said, you know, we've spoken to Ben. I think this is a case of really semantics. I think it's a case, like you said, I don't think, I don't think. We talked talk to, no, we talked to, no, we talked to Liam. We talked to Liam Tribe. No, or, or like. If you, you talk know, to, if you actually, talk to Rich Paul, that's not, ta- you can, you talk to Ben Simmons camp, but you didn't talk to Ben Simmons. Yeah. No, that's a totally no, different thing. Yeah. No, so, no yeah. and like, I don't know, that's the CYA part of this is. Right. We're going back to like another guy saying, oh, we talked to him. He's like. No, um, we really didn't talk talk to him we yeah. talked to we talked to his uh representatives we didn't right. actually talk, no like I, I mean like but this is all like all these reports are coming out are just affirmation of what people that have kind of took off the australian color glasses has, has seen like I, I mean it was over this was over the minute the five seconds after joel Embiid had his press conference it was and yeah. Anyone who just thinks like I don't know, like oh they can get past it. it's like, but that's not this isn't just an isolated incident. This is three years in the making of, of, of MB. Just like I don't know, just, just I, I mean, and, and it's not like he has a personal problem with it, but at some point, you don't need to work with your friends. And if your friends are like, and, and I don't even think they're even that close, but I think if if your colleague is, is, is making your life hard. You don't want him around anymore. So you raised two good, two good points. I want to hit those before before we move on. One, you said this was three years, and I will I will say this: the people who thought there was some element of hope in this would say, "Well, it was just one year with Doc." So maybe you know Doc figured it out. Doc was under came in here came in here under false pretenses, thinking that Ben was going to shoot, and he didn't, and you know all this stuff like that. And then maybe Doc was a full off season. You know, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but a full regular ish off season. Maybe Doc could fix things. That that's one thing. Two, you're right. No matter how good you are, good friends you are, you know, cordial you are with your coworkers or whatever like that, if your coworker's holding you back, if your coworker's holding you down, like I don't care how friendly you are, like sometimes things are gonna work. It's like it's like, no, like fam, it's like like you are you are not doing what you need to do in order to make this company great. So we you gotta go. Like you're my, and my I man's, the, but, and I think the the thing that complicates things is frankly the the echo chamber that Ben Simmons has that right. like is telling him like, it, it's not like, I don't know, like his inner circle is telling him, yo, mate, you need to work on your game. Like this is all on you, buddy. Right. Oh, there's probably right. like gassing him up saying, yo, man, if you had, if you had that team, like Giannis, if you had your pack, Covington, 
if you had bug eyed Bobby Portis on your team, mm-hmm. if you had like I don't know, like a Brooke Lopez, you'd be like, no, like I and that's and that's the part of me that says until he is completely humbled, this is not gonna work. And it and it un, and it sure is work gonna work here. No, so so I think we all see the writing on the wall. Um, hopefully other NBA teams don't see the writing quite as clear as we do, but uh, Daryl Morey is making, making, making it his life's duty in order to, uh, to unload Ben Simmons. Um, sounds like as quickly as he possibly can. Cause there's so <laughs> many, there's so many trade rumors out there. Like this isn't just by accident. So let's go down the list. Cause there's a lot um, per, according to Matt Moore at HP basketball on Twitter. Um, he says that quote, multiple sources, including those close to talk said a proposed framework, including Raptors guard, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and the number four pick in Thursday's draft for Ben Simmons was rejected by Toronto. On the face of that, I believe that's a very lopsided trade. I think you would agree with that? Yes. Okay. All right, let's and, go to the oh, – go ahead, go ahead. No, and offers it to a pretty good GM, too. That's probably laughing in his face. And, like, you guys probably like, Dow, come on. Like, no. And, like, I don't know. But all this is just gamemanship. And all of it is – is just I don't know. This is a game. Like I don't know. Like this is, yo, no. Like I like like I joked about on Twitter. It's like I would love to know the last five dudes Daryl Morey has texted with his green Android phone. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like like because when like because he ain't having a group chat. He like he he got an Android. So <laughs> I would because he knows like Daryl's been doing this for a long time. He knows the people that like he needs to feed information to. Right. And same with Ujiri and same with like all these other dudes. It's like, okay. Because that now I think the goal of other teams is let's make Daryl Morey look crazy and say, no, like we're not going to do business with him. He just asked for like, I don't know, like the, the key to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of, yeah, go ahead. Speaking yeah, of Cleveland, no, let me, let me, no, let me bring that no, Cleveland no, trade no, up. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so yeah, the Cleveland trade, I just want to bring that up since it was a natural, natural progression. So according to Zach Harper of the athletic, uh, the Sixers wanted every quote, and I quote, I want to get this right. Every young player that the Cavs value plus multiple first round picks for Ben Simmons. Again, this seems like a pretty lopsided trade. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It, no, but I think what Daryl is saying, it, like his, his, his chestnut checkers poise. Okay. Let's, let's decrease that offer by 30%. Mm-hmm. So instead of four picks, you give me two and you give me Sexton and I don't know, Darius Garland or, or something like, right. no, I think it's like start high, negotiate it down. And at some point you'll get an equitable deal. But I think, I don't know, this is me, but did you just complete, did you just make yourself look like a fool for that? Like, do, do you just stop negotiations when you, when you set the bar that high? And that was, and that's that's been my question with this because again, I think it was, I think it was in your own Weitzman's book, Tanking to the Top. I believe it was that book. I don't think it was Jake's book um, about the process and the Sixers and things like that. There was there was a reporting that said a lot of GMs didn't want to deal with Sam Hinkie because Sam Hinkie would just say, you know, offer like some goofy trades, and they're like, dude, I'm not going to talk to you. Like you like you're not even reasonable. Like at some point, you set the bar too high where people just don't want to deal with you. Like like I talked about on Twitter, there's always that one guy in your fantasy football league that just offers you garbage. For your best player and at some point you just don't deal with them because it's like no, you know and, and i think the the other point is you don't want to be that gm that gets that gets that that gets hand that gets handed handled by daryl moore right and like but on the flip side this isn't tim hinky making these deals this is a guy that's been doing it like it, it like he has some he has, he some, has cachet. some cred yeah right. like i don't know so but it it's a fine balancing act like is there a point that, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, do you think this might have backfired for in, in regards to talking to one team? Probably. But, like, I don't know. Like, you just don't want it to happen for every team. Like, he's kind of, like, feeling things out. He's like, does he do it to, like, Kobe Altman? And it's like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, let me just try it on Kobe. Or, like, I don't right. know, let me try it on, like, on, like, Vivek and Vladi. I don't even know if Vladi's still there. But, like, I don't right, know. Yeah. Like, so, but. At some point, no, like, I, I, but I think 6.30 comes around. He's calling, like, I don't know, like, he's calling Oakland. He's calling San Francisco, and Bob Myers picks up the phone. He's like, hey, hey, Bob, it's Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. He's like, you going to ask for Steph now? I was like, oh, oh, 
Oh, really? You're going to use this <laughs> No, it's like, oh, no, no, no. But like now it's like, I don't know. Now, like he's just gauging whether like, I don't know. And it comes back to what team really wants Ben Simmons that bad. I still don't like, I, I mean, th- does a team really want to like stick their neck out for this? Well, because this is because this is this is the move that will get you fired next in in two years. Yeah, well, and, and it could be again, it could be a team uh, down ninety five. We'll talk about them them in a second. Um, I do want to mention you mentioned Oakland and San Fran. Um, there was also the reported trade by a reported offer, I should say, um, by uh, Keith Pompey had to report um, saying that the Sixers were going to trade or wanted to trade Ben Simmons to the Warriors for Andrew Wiggins. James Wiseman, the number seven pick, the number 14 pick, and two future first-round picks. Um, again, another lopsided trade, and also the trade reported by Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, which was the Sixers wanted four number one picks, <laughs> three pick swaps, and a young player from the Spurs uh, for Ben Simmons. So here's the thing. like Obviously, all these trades are kind of lopsided, but if you're in, if your hands in the mix with all these teams, then all these teams know that, hey, you know, like, you know, like this dude's out there, and we have some competition for this dude. So maybe you can kind of get these teams to bid against one another. And like you said, not get the guys you – not get everything you want. But if you get a 30% discount on that, it's not a bad deal. I think your mic is off. There you go. Oh. (laughs) No, um, I guess the kicker is how bad does – like we still don't know how bad a team wants a guy who can't shoot free throw. Like that, like, this isn't like, I don't know, like, this is a distressed asset that you're trying to get maximum value. And I like it in your mind, do you think there are two teams out there that are willing to bid each other for it? Yes. That part, I don't know. I believe there are. Um, you're not going to get, obviously you're not going to get holes like that. But again, like you only, you, well, at the end of the day, you only need one desperate team to do it. Um, like my, my, my sole thing is I don't want to get beat doing this. Like Daryl's trying to do the beating. I don't want to get beat. So hopefully we find some happy medium where I guess both teams are kind of, they feel like they have a, at a good spot. But we're going to say all this. Let's forget all those deals for a second. Because again, maybe none of those deals matter because of the news that happened again right before we went on the air. Um, that basically, and I think it's, it sounds like it's a pretty much a done deal because I've seen it from three different reporters. Basically, the Wizards are going to trade Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers for Cal Kuzma. Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and a 2021 number one pick. Now that deal might actually kind of go down after the league year begins because of you know trade ramifications, of salary ramifications, and things like that. But if Westbrook's out of out of uh, Washington and all those guys come in and they all, they all you know, whatever, maybe this is the impetus for Bradley Beal earlier this week that you know maybe I want out, maybe I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe this is the impetus for Bradley Beal to go. And maybe that's the domino that's going to fall. On the flip side, what if it's not? What if this is Washington's way to say, "Yo, Brad, give us, give us this year. We're going to have with these dudes." No, oh, no, no, no. He's just going to say, "Yo, like I don't know." Like supposedly, KCP is one of his best friends, but no. Right, right. But the biggest part is you just cleared that salary. You cleared ninety-one Correct. million dollars off your cap. Correct. And. Maybe Brad is in Tokyo recruiting, saying, yo, like, I don't know, come to D.C. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, come to the district. Like, that's the – and I don't think that that's, that's far-fetched. Obviously, Brad Beal likes being in D.C. for, like, for uh, for his own reasons. Like, if he did, he would have been good as, good as gone, like, or, like, for a while. So, mm-hmm. that part, like, I don't know, maybe this GM can say, yo, like, I don't know, just – well, one, you got to sign the deal. Like, I, I right. mean, like, like if, if Bradley Beal signs this this supermax, it's over. It's <laughs> over. Like, I don't know. Move, move on. So, right. uh, like, until until he does that, then everything's fair game. But at some point, you can't. Like, I, I don't know. Are you just gonna hold this asset until one of these Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard says, "Uncle"? Like, you that. That could be the recipe for an absolute disaster. Like I don't know, that could turn. You can't. You can't go. You can't go into the season with Ben Simmons on the team. You can't. Like I don't you know. There is no. no, no. Like anyone who said there was like a ten percent chance before this, it's it's one. You can't. Yeah, you can't. And, and that's why I think like like I think something has to get done 
within the next month. Like if it doesn't happen on draft night, like again, if it didn't happen in the past, as we're you know as, as you hear this on the air, then it doesn't happen on draft night. Like I think it has to happen within the next month or so because again, it's not a tenable situation to come back into next season with this with this team. Ideally, again, you would think that you know, well, ideally for the Sixers fans, you would hope that Russell Westbrook asking out would lead to Bradley Beal asking out. But again, like you said, like Bradley Beal's a super loyal dude to DC. You know, he gets to play with his best friend. They have some money. Maybe they can recruit a guy. guy. Yeah. Like, does, does Bradley Beal want to play another year, you know, with Rui Hachimura as the second best dude on the team? I don't know. But again, you know, yeah, maybe. no, I mean, like, and, and, and one, like, you can kind of push the Brad, be like, you know, like, I don't know, might not be good this year. We'll have a high pick next year. We'll have some, car- like, and maybe Brad just wants to be the dude. Like, I, like that's the thing, like, that gets lost in these super teams is maybe Bradley Beal wants to be the alpha. And if he goes to another team, he ain't the alpha. Yeah, and, that, and that's fair. Again, like, do you want to be the alpha in D.C. or do you want to be the beta guy in, in Philly or wherever else? I mean, it doesn't matter where. Like, or, that's, like, a, that, like, that's maybe fair. he'd be the co-alpha guy. But I think, like, that's what – I mean, that's what I think the super team era has forgotten. Like, that has had people – for and, and the whole obsession with rings is – yeah, these dudes are super competitive. They want to be, they want to be the lead dog, mm-hmm. and that that gets lost sometimes. It's like I don't know. I don't want to say respect to Brad Beal, but like, dude, at least he's trying to like carve his own way. Man, at least you know what Brad Beal staying at DC is a hell of a lot better than him saying, "Yo, I want to trade to the Lakers." But at some point, you want to win, right? Like at some point, like you're like, I mean, you 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 got it out. Brad, no, but I don't think Brad's on that level yet. Like, it, like he's not. Saying you, you know, let me get a title with the Nets. Like he, he hasn't gotten <laughs> to that level yet. No, and like I, I just like people aren't discussing that enough to say, yo, maybe this dude just wants his own team, and maybe he wants to recruit the dudes. Maybe he wants Jason Tatum to come to DC. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know what, Brad Beal. I mean, if you want to do that, then have fun. Not no, oh, oh, oh no, that being said, Bradley Beal, please, yeah, please, <laughs> come, come to Philly and, come and, to Philly. and be and be the co-alpha. Yeah, you, like you could be the co-alpha. It's fine. Like 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 Joel Embiid will will share his lunch with you. Like it's it's all right. Like it's it's fine. Like you like if you want to sit in DC and hope to kind of get somebody to be your running mate, that's fine. It probably won't work out. So come to Philly. You look, you paid your dues playing with John Wall. You played your dues, paid your dues. You know, playing playing with Russell Westbrook, like you don't want to sit there and hang out again. No, no disrespect to Rui Hachimura, but I mean, like you and Rui Hachimura, and I don't even know who else. Like you guys ain't winning nothing. So come to Philly. Let's 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 go at these dudes, as as Kevin Durant was fond of saying back back then. Let's go at these before he kind of you know put on the black hat. Let's go at these dudes because again, like you in Philadelphia will be beloved. You could be a kind of co alpha dog ish kind of guy. And you'll have a legit chance to 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 win a title. That's all I'm saying. Come on, Brad. I guess the, I, I guess my my question to all this is: Is there a scenario where you don't get either of these two guys, Dame and Beal, and mm-hmm. it's a win? Because I feel like I don't know. Like everything is looked at as like this massive loss if you don't get any of these guys, <laughs> which is looking pretty unlikely for either of them. Like right. I mean, there's a twenty. Like I'd say a less than twenty percent chance you get less than twenty. You get Dame. And maybe a twenty five percent, thirty no twenty five percent chance you get Beal. That's probably that's probably about right. That's probably about right. Is it? I'll I'll I will say this. I think it's a failure if you don't get a, a legit number two star. So whether it's again, whether it's Beal or Lillard, somebody of that caliber. If you don't get anybody of that caliber, again, I don't know how however many guys are of that caliber. If you don't get somebody of that caliber, I think it's probably a fail. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if any. So it's going to be a failure it. then. Like I don't. But like, what is the, what is the most swallowable? Like I don't know. What is the, <laughs> what is the failure you can accept the most? I can. I can accept the most. Um, you know, those the trade we talked about before, the possible trade, maybe like maybe a Zach Levine type of player coming to Philadelphia. I can accept that. Again, I, I think it's if I had to grade it, like I don't think that's a passing grade. Well, I mean, I guess it's a passing grade, but I mean, I can accept it. Like, I can't, I can't accept. Like, I'm sorry, like I'm not that dude. I can't accept Pascal Siakam straight up for Ben Simmons. I can't. Like, I, I can't. I'm not. We're not. We ain't playing that game. Like, that's a, that's a, that's an F. Like, we're not so, doing that. So, so, so you're not, so you're not doing Lowry, OG Ananobi in the fourth. Well, you say the four. See, the four changes things. I'm not doing Lowry, OG Ananobi, and like Van Vliet. 
or something like that. Well, one, I don't think you can do that because like the sours are. Like, well, yeah, but you, yeah, you, you know, what I'm no, saying. the no, four, the no. four is different. The four is different. And I and I retort all this when you say when you get Zach Levine, who's the point guard? I, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. No, like that, that's why. <laughs> that's why I hope people are bracing themselves for quote unquote failure because I don't think like I, I mean like I have talked my way talked myself into believing Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi and stuff mm-hmm. is going to be is going to be the is going to be the trade and you're just going to hope that that with like you're just you just need to hope that that Lowry has the same effect that Drew did that kind of connect com, connects the connects a lot of stuff and it's just like I don't know like a real legit point guard that kind of like and that ha- but he's also your he's going to be your number one option in the perimeter which sucks but I, I mean <laughs> at this point I think I'd rather have Kyle, like I like people just like did people watch Chris Paul this year like I don't know like I, I know he's asking for a lot of a lot of cash but why what why are we why are we worried about the like the salary cap we're like, like it, it, it's either you're paying the tax or you're not paying the tax. Right. So don't worry about the set. Like, there's no, hey, let's got, let's get some flexibility for future year guys. No, there's no, no. more future year. No, no, it's hmm. it, like you give me, you give me something, you give me the best you got for two years, and yeah. then we'll just assess everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, and and but I don't think we talked about a trade that I don't know would be the biggest case of poetic justice ever, is if. Ben got traded to South Beach and brought a guy back for an encore performance. Because I think, for me, that is the best case. No, like I'm just factoring in. You're not getting Beal or Lillard. Like mm-hmm. I like I just don't like I one. I don't think you can wait that long, unless you just want Ben Simmons to gain 20 pounds at training camp and be Australian James Harden. Like I like like you can't do that. Like like I mean like. And maybe you just, maybe you entice it enough to get a Jimmy Butler. Is that it? Would that be considered the best failure? So, so Chris is referring to the rumors that Miami was in the hunt um, on this, this Ben Simmons uh, this trade market. Um, and again, the only thing that made sense I, again, I, I didn't see the framework of any particular deal, but the only thing that makes sense is a Ben Simmons for Jimmy Butler swap. Again, you know, you can kind of move whatever pieces you need to move in order for the salaries to work because. Trading Ben Simmons to Miami and keeping Jimmy Butler in Miami makes zero sense in the world because, as you all know, Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler were kind of like oil and water when they when they were in Philadelphia. Now, does that like I am okay with that, and I'm actually I'm more than okay with that. If, if there is no Dane, there's no Beal. Again, the the next best option for me would be the reunion of half shirt Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, who again who are pretty good friends. Like I think that to me would be the most salvageable thing out of all of this. Like if, if Daryl Morey and, finished and the season with that, all season with that, yeah, I'd be no, fine. Maybe I just am fixated too much on the point guard because it really is I like other than getting a star, that's for me, that's like one B the one B problem. Like I mean you it's don't important. have a point guard. And mm-hmm. having a Jimmy Butler that's very ball dominant, it's not a point guard by like by position, but he's he's carrying like he's handling the rock sixty percent of the time. Right. And that that gives you a leeway to have a point guard by name, but not in skill. Like, I don't know, like, uh, like maybe you just get like a stand up shooter that like this is that can periodically handle the ball. So yeah. and no, like I think and this is just me spitball. I just think mm-hmm. they're going to have to get creative and say, like, I don't know, like at some point there, like or maybe he doesn't say maybe he doesn't cry uncle and say we, we're gonna get give up on Beal and Lillard maybe he just is hell-bent because I I mean he's all about like he's all about superstar acquisition he knows he knows how champions are, are won right so maybe he's just gonna just just hold his hold his cards and say you know what I'm not I'm not trading I'm not gonna entertain anything unless it's it's we're, we're getting a superstar yeah, and again, but there's only so long you can do that. Like, I think there's only so long you can do that. Oh again, no, no, and thankfully, Daryl. Like, could you imagine any other GM that in, in this position, like that, you wouldn't be terrified of it? It's not even like an Elton Brand. If Elton, if Elton Brand and Brett Brown were the coach, I'd like find a new team. 
Like, because they would, they, they would get hosed. But even if it was a decent GM, I don't know, decent GM, like, I don't know. This is, this is going to make or break the next two years. Yeah, like you, like if if you get this right, the Sixers should be perennial. I don't say perennial. I mean, it's only a couple of years, but they should be contenders for an Eastern Conference title over the next two to three years. If you get this wrong, you can mess this team up for the next five. No, but um, like, but what if, but what if the middle happens? I don't, like because that's the thing. Like, there's a worst case scenario in the best, but I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. And but do you think, do you think trading for Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi, and stuff is mm-hmm. is is going to hamper this? team for five years i don't think it's, well you're right you're right that's the middle like i don't think it's going to hamper this team for yeah, five like, years would, would, would trading for james wiseman and andrew wiggins ruin the team for five years yes <laughs> yes right. no, that, right. that, right. that will or trading right. for like like there are a few trades that would absolutely be just just mind-blowingly stupid and thankfully i don't think daryl moore's cape like will do a mind-blowing stupid trade do i think this team will cap out at maybe not an Eastern Conference. I just don't know how many, like, what moves can be made to get to an Eastern Conference final. There's like no, three. I, and th- I think, no, I think the Raptors trade can get you to a finals. I don't know if it can get you past that. Um, no, but I, at this point, like, what is the goal? <laughs> like, no, I, the, I goal is a ti- the goal is a title. But again, look, like, all right, Damon Beal can probably get you to a title. Like, if you build around, like, they can probably get you to a title. If you can't get to that, then, all right, then. All right, then your Red Raptors deal might get you to the finals. The, the, the Jimmy, the Jimmy deal, maybe it gets you to the NBA finals. I doubt it, but I mean, maybe. Like, there's, I think there's only two deals you can make that'll get you to an, or that should get you to an NBA finals. I just, I just hope Sixers fans are bracing themselves for later yeah. because no, because like the 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 two outcomes to the two trades to get you to a championship are. I hate to say it, are just very unlikely to happen. They're very unlikely. They're unlikely. Yeah, like 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 you said, like if you had to if you had to put money on what's going to happen, regardless of whatever happens, like whatever whoever they trade for, if you had to put money on it, like the odds are the fact that since you won't get one of those guys, the odds are the fact is you probably won't win an Eastern Conference title. It's probably there's probably a seventy five percent chance that no yeah. matter what you do, I, yeah, you're not yeah, going to win an no. you're not going to win an Eastern Conference title. You're not. So but you know what? At this point. I just need validation. I just need an Easter Conference Finals. I'm sorry. Like, I, like I don't need because I'm just looking at the at at reality and be like, yo, I really want this Tesla. I can't get a Tesla. I'm gonna need to like work 18 jobs to get a Tesla. You know what? I'm not gonna get. You know what? I'll try to get a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. That's like maybe I'll like I'll only have to work two and three and a half jobs. Like that. That's my point of view. It's like. Because maybe I'm just like too old to be like oh like a blind fan. Because there are a lot of like, just people with just blind fandom. Be like, yo, it's we're we're gonna get be we're gonna get. I was like, wake up, bro, or or sis. Like, it, like I mean, I just hope people are, but they won't because they'll just hmm. scream, fire Daryl, fire fire. Oh my God, Ben's gonna become like all NBA. By the way, he won't be like I, like people <laughs> were like us saying, oh oh. <coughs> Oh, you're going to regret this Ben Simmons channel. No, no. I, again, if Ben Simmons becomes an All NBA player, I, I won't regret it. But Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost to the point. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because he won't win MVP. Like he just won't. I mean, like not no disrespect to Ben. There's just better players. Than, <laughs> oh, no league. disrespect to Ben. But, he will not like, uh, like he will, unless something ca- like major happens that forces him to think he'll never be an All NBA player. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like, I, I think he can be an All NBA guy. I think he can sneak on that third team. Um, but even if he is, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. They well, me. It's the same way I feel about that unvaccinated Christian. I don't care. Yeah, like, like it doesn't. I, I, yeah, like he, he would. Ben wouldn't be that dude here, and I know no, this, so it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't no. matter. It's, it's like, like the Markel Fultz thing. It's like Markel Fultz. Yeah. Markel Fultz scores like average twenty points a game. You know, for the rest of his career, I don't care because that never would have happened here. So like I'm yeah. done. Like, it's, no, there, are, yeah. there aren't many players that I said, oh, they should have kept him because he would have done the same exact thing here. Yeah. I guess there just aren't many guys like that. Doesn't work like that. No. So 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 I'm good on Ben. He can do whatever. But like you said, like we all get caught up in. I get caught up in it too. I mean, this, it's fun to kind of dream and say, oh, Bradley Beal, oh, Damian Lillard. Like it's extraordinarily unlikely that either one of those guys comes here. <laughs> yes. That said, again, we might sound real dumb a week from now, or you know, by the time this airs. Yeah, no, this, I this just happens, think it's like but... like what's the puke meter? Like I don't like w- Wiggins, Wiseman, and like two ones would be puke meter. Like I like I don't like I would. That would be what about the what about four ones? <laughs> Seven fourteen and two extra number one picks. That would the puke level would be one to ten five. 
Because you'd have to, you'd have Andrew Wiggins on your team. No, but I'm saying, can you? Could you just flip all of that for Bradley Beal? No, oh no, oh no! I'm not saying no. Like I like. You're saying like you're just stuck with what you, whatever you get. No, I'm living on a planet that like I don't know. Somehow Bradley Beal has decided, yo, like I'm gonna I ain't going ride nowhere. this out. I, I'm gonna sign my supermax. I'm gonna okay. get KCP. We gonna recruit. I'm over in Japan recruiting. KCP gonna be in like wherever the hell he is recruit. Like no. And I think that's gonna like. Un- I just think Roy, if he wanted out, he would have said he like. I mean, he just feels like he's like, like, what earth-shattering event's gonna happen that it's gonna say, yo, I want to get the hell out. Like to be honest, I think if they kept Westbrook, he would have been more inclined to leave. Really, you thought he, you think he would leave because of the, no, the, sal- no, the salaries and because they suck together. <laughs> well, no, but, but I'm saying like, but I mean, like Russell Westbrook, nothing for not. I mean, you know. He's a triple double guy. He's a guy you can trust or whatever like that. Like I mean, it wasn't the greatest fit in the world because Russ just takes bad shots. But like, if you have a guy like Russell Westbrook, it's like, all right, I have at least one dude who can carry this team if I can't. Um, oh, now yeah, he but don't. He's not carrying it well. No, he's not carrying it well. But but now nah, I, I don't. Well, let me just say this. According to as we're doing this again, we're getting the up to up to the minute tweets. And according to Marcus Thompson, he said that from what he's hearing, Bradley Beal's opting or leaning towards staying in D.C. So again, just kind of let's put the caveat on this that. <laughs> Like, it's really unlikely that any one of these dudes yeah, no, leaves. Like, that, like, that's what, like, I am, I like, I just, like, if he wanted to be out, like, and, and I feel this, that's the same way with Dame. Like, and I feel like Dame is going to let this first half of the season play out and say, you know what? I'm going to give Chauncey a chance. Like, I don't know, like, they'll make a move. And, like, don't trade McCollum for, and I freaking know. No, yeah. but, like, I, I, like, 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 can you wait till midseason? For the Ben thing, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. This has to get this has to get done. This has to get okay. done. This this has to get done. So if so if Dave just says, "Yo, I'm um, I'm gonna give Chauncey a chance. We're gonna like see the first few months play. You're gonna say bye. You're gonna be like, okay, all right, on the option C. I think you have to. I don't, I don't think you. I don't, I don't think you have to. I don't think because again, because like is is anything gonna change for the guys you want? Is anything? No. Gonna, like is 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 Dame going to change his mind by the by the All Star by the, whatever the All Star break? Let's say is Bradley Beal going to change his mind by the All Star break? I doubt it. Or 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 maybe Daryl sees the landscape. He's like, yo, maybe this guy demands a trade. But I don't know who's that guy. Yeah, I mean, and look, there's always a guy. There's always a guy. Maybe it's Zion. There's there will look. Like, I promise you, at some point, there will be a guy. This situation, but you don't know who that guy is. The toxicity that you would have bringing Ben back. That would cause absolute chaos. And then, you know what? That might force John B to say, get me the hell out of here. Right. And you don't want that. Like, you really don't want, again, you don't want that. Because, again, like, Diozo's got Ben and Joe and Doc can sit in a room and they can talk things out and things are going to happen. But, again, when training camp comes around, you're still going to see Tobias still going to stare at this dude like, yo, man, why don't you dunk? Like, yes. Matisse still going to be like, yo, why don't you dunk? Like, yeah, no, or, yeah. or, 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 or why don't you pass it to me? Yeah, why don't you pass it to me? <laughs> like, yeah. And then you know what's going to happen at the Wells Fargo Center because you and people like you are going to be there, and me, I'll be there too, <laughs> are going to go look at this dude. And I don't boo at games, but, man, he's going he, he will push me. He will oh, push oh, me to oh, that, no, to that I'm, limit. Oh, oh, no, I'm jo- I'm not joking, but I might boycott the Sixers. And I don't boycott anything. I might boycott the Sixers if they ever brought him back because cause I, cause I would hate myself because I, I would turn into, like, that heckler from like the 90s that dude used to go to bullets games and yeah, just Robin, like heckle whatever yeah. yeah like i don't know just because it's untenable like i don't know like this is this is a hundred times worse than the carson wentz thing because i i actually saw it like because before all this went sideways people were saying oh carson's gonna be back there's no scenario where you can say yeah all right oh i think it'd be good to bring ben back none well, so so you, so you talk about situations that that are untenable. There was a situation that I thought was untenable in the Eagles secondary, but now they have fixed it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Philadelphia, Steve Nelson. He goes by Steve, not Steven. He prefers Steve. Steven. Yeah, he prefers Steve. Steve Nelson, the cornerback from the Steelers, who was rumored to be coming to the Eagles for the last seven months, it seems like, <laughs> finally signed a deal, a one-year deal uh, with the Eagles, which could be worth up to four million dollars, and now. The Eagles secondary, at least the cornerbacks, at least the starting cornerbacks. I'll let me <laughs> clarify this. Put a, put a qualifier on this. The starting cornerback situation appears to be good. You got Darius Slay, you got Steve Nelson, and you got Avante Maddox back in the spot where he's supposed to be as a slot corner. 
That's not bad. Is he a good one? It's not as a group. That's not bad. You say good. I'm gonna say I. As a group, as a group, I, that's just all right. No, that's just all right. No, I okay. I, all right. Okay. All right. Maybe because I have been biased because of Monte Maddox for 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 no reason other than me just just trashing him for like six months, but never added him. Never added him. But obviously he searched his name and saw SKD two and five say Monte <laughs> Maddox sucks like eighty seven times. He blocked me. But no, like I just in the event of that injury because it's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like like they will go from being not being all right to very not all right. And that's and and that's where I feel this season is just there are just so many contingencies. You gotta hope that every one of these guys on prove it deals like Nelson, uh uh Adams or, or no Derek Harris. Burnett. No yeah. Harris. Like mm-hmm. I don't know uh Eric Harris. Is that his linebacker is that the linebacker? Yeah. Eric Harris. No, is that his name? Anthony Anthony Harris. No Anthony Harris, but who's the linebacker? Oh, Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. Oh, Wilson Harris. Whatever the, <laughs> the, the old Viking guys. Yes. Uh, you you need Derek. Like, that's Burnett, like right. not all these guys are going to step up. Correct. Well, let me and, just say this though. This is these. This is the best two. This is the best set of outside cornerbacks we've had in years. Correct. That's not saying anything. Well, I'm saying like that to, on that just because of that. They're high. I mean, they're at least high. At least they should be good. They're better I, than no, I. no. All right, all right. You know what? I'll I'll make a concession. They guide. They okay. they 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 they're, right. they're, they're actually right. good and all right. All right. So we have that. I'm telling block. you, man. I feel yes. I don't. And then with the news of the last couple of days, I mean, like it didn't take long for like I don't know. The, like this is what happened when you try to double down on guys that have injury histories. So one of those guys with injury histories. Brandon Brooks um, has yet another injury. He injured his hamstring on Thursday. And uh, those injuries aren't good. Right. And again, the hamstrings are day-to-day, but again, they can linger a little bit. So we'll see how Brandon Brooks is by the time we're in front of these microphones the next time. Um, also, two guys who haven't even had a chance to practice with the team, Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rager, both failed their conditioning tests. Um, they failed conditioning tests. Uh, well, I mean, not in condition. Um, now, according to Jalen Rigger has an excuse. Um, you know, one of his best friends was murdered um, recently. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, and Dallas Goddard, apparently, according to the article from Jeff McClain, apparently, apparently, you know, he like went the wrong way when he ran a drill. And, like, his time was bad or something like that. So he failed the drill because he doesn't know how to run the conditioning test. Like, it's this is the this see this is what happens this is what happens to six and eleven teams right no your starting, no, starting no. tight end runs the wrong way on a conditioning drill and you can't practice no, all right this doesn't happen with the Patriots no, but this is this or, is a good the team bad, this is the bad juju that followed this team for three years it, it just seems and I and unfortunately the team is 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 perpetrating it because they're trying to because like. Hey, Roy, there's cloud over this team, and his name is Deshaun Watson. Like, I, I mean, like, and the issue is they're not trying to move, remove the cloud. You can easily remove the cloud, but they're just like, I, I mean, whenever they say, oh, we're always looking to, like, I don't know, improve the team. No, no, that, now is not the time for that GM speak. Yeah, you mentioned the Deshaun Watson, and again, I don't, I won't get into the specific reports, but there have been multiple reports again this past week about the Eagles, multiple about the Eagles' um, interest in Deshaun Watson. Again, there is you know tons of smoke you know regarding his availability, um, or his the, the desire by the Eagles to to get him if he's available. Um, but again, there's still the, the ten police reports and the twenty two civil complaints against Deshaun Watson who actually showed up to, to Texans training camp this week, but he's kind of doing a whole bunch of weird stuff, like even playing safety. So I'm not even sure what's going to happen with the Sean Watson this year um, with the Houston Texans. But again, like that, that's part of the cloud that's over this team. Jalen Hurst was asked about it. And he said, you know what? That's above me. I don't care. I have to pay my rent every single day. I don't care. I'm going to hear, I'm going to show up and I'm going to win, which is again, it's no, a good, the best attitude no, to have. No, but at some point you're going to be paying the rent and some dude's just going to steal your apartment. But you can't worry. But if you're Jalen Hurts, and again, no, he has a perfect no, no. attitude, you can't worry about no, that. I no, I ask this question to mm-hmm. myself and and other people now. If the team, if the management, if the front office in the entire damn team isn't invested in Jalen Hurts, why the hell should I? Okay, that's a that's that's a very hard to argue point, <laughs> and, I, and I'll say, and I'll, I will argue it this way: Jalen Hurts. 
again, if you see if you see Jalen Hurts, if you hear Jalen Hurts, he appears to be a very likable guy. It's going to be hard to root not root for this guy. He's oh, a very, no, I'm, he's a, no, I'm rooting harder for him than I have rooted for a player since like that week that I I, I was sympathetic for Markel Fultz. So if you if you're rooting for him. And by default, you're kind of rooting for the team. And if you're rooting for his uh, success... No, but the problem is I the fans should not be rooting more for a player than the team. GD front of the <laughs> Like, no, because it, yeah. it, they are not creating... They're creating these barriers for him. And it's like, I and like, dude, the coach speak with the whole, oh, he's earned the first QB rest. Spare me with that crap, man. Just throw... Would it be so... I know you're snake bitten by that more by that Christian dude. Like you don't want to like <laughs> you you want to make him pay the rent. Like I don't know. Like mm-hmm. no like no. You want him to pay the rent. Right. Like I know. Of course he did pay the rent. He was very delinquent on his uh, 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 on his lease. Uh, but uh, now uh, you're just uh, now you're just making Jalen Hurts pay double the rent. But but I will say this though. Like Mike Garofalo who was at NFL Network. He was at the training camp earlier earlier this week, and he said, "This is the Jalen Hurts show." He said, "By all accounts." This is it. Like, this is his show. If it's the Jalen Hurts show, even though, again, like you said, like, you know, you hear all the coach speak from Sirianni, you know, everybody's got to earn their role or whatever like that, whatever. If it's clear just by what you see and what you feel at camp that it's this guy's why show. Does, why, why, but why does Mike Garofolo? Thank you, Garofolo. Like, Thank you. Yeah, because no, yeah, I think it's Garofolo. It's not Garofolo. It yeah. like, no, Garofolo. why does Mike Garofolo need to confirm that and not the coach? All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to say this as delicately as possible. He has to do it because the coach probably can't. Why? No, Why no. can't the coach? Because he is because because he's this is but this is <laughs> this is why people said, "Yo, this dude's a puppet." Like, and and I all right, and I want to like Sirianni. I really, but no, this this organization sucks. They suck, and like I don't know, like, and they can draft Devontae Smith, they can draft Dickerson, they can like until these dudes. Get not that they didn't get poop thrown on their face last season because they got a lot of it. No, they need they need trash bags of poop. Like no, like because they haven't been humbled yet. I would have right. thought that terrible season and being a laughing stock and like I don't know pulling the pulling the doing that whole parts like I don't know pulling like tanking would have no. They are arrogant as hell and they still think they can just. Trade franchise trade court franchise quarterback trade their way back into, but I think they're misreading just the fan base and just them, like they are they really think they can just trade trade for Deshaun Watson and everything will be hunky dory and no, it, like they like they're arrogant as crap. I think you're I think you're right on on, on all that stuff because I think they're I think they're really you said they're it, still think- Roy they're still living off that. That has to be like, like, you know, how like people say like, like disease of me, you know, unfortunately, who has the worst disease of me, the owner and the GM. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, like you said, like, I think they're really misreading the fan base on this because I think if you ask people, like, yeah, would you again, whatever, however, this Deshaun Watson thing goes down. Like, I think people would at this point right now, if you ask them today, I think people would just rather just ride this out with Jalen Hurts. Like, I think people would just say, like, you know, like, I, like, I understand Deshaun Watson or whatever, but, like, is it even worth the headache? I don't know. The Jalen Hurts kid, I don't know if he's going to be good, but, again, he's a likable dude. He's a, you know, we can root for him. Like, you know, he's, you know, we can see him grow, whatever like that. Let's just ride out ride out with this dude, these young guys, and see what happens. Like, I think the fan base, again, like, you don't, I, you don't, you know, work, you know, you don't do things because of the fans. But I think the fan base is, I think they're reading the fan base wrong on this. And Absolutely. I, I think, no, no, but they are expect. They feel the the Deshaun the elixir known as Deshaun Watson. I think they're overvaluing how how much Deshaun Watson would just turn around this franchise. Yeah, I agree. And, and again, again, you know, we, we talked about it before offline. You know, a lot of people around the league think Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback, and he may be, he may not be, or whatever like that. Again, like, like uh, legal stuff aside, he, he's All a very talented say, guy. You, uh, to be honest, Roy, you you could say you can't say a lot of like. There are a lot of legal things that are in the bounds, but you know what Deshaun Watson might be guilty of? Bad judgment. Mm-hmm. And you know what, man? Like, you know who's not, doesn't have bad judgment? Like, so far, jail and damn hurt. Right. And you know, like, and we say the whole CEO, like, I mean, you saw that guy in, in Indy. Like, you want that guy to be the face of your franchise? You think Indy would, would do that deal again if they knew that they would have to deal with this? Probably not. Uh, the, the This that Chris is referring to, 
um, is one Carson J. Wentz, who at uh, training camp earlier this week was asked whether or not he was vaccinated for COVID-19. And he said, quote, it's a personal decision. With his mask on, said, quote, it's a personal decision, um, despite the fact that everything that we do, uh, Mr. Wentz, is a personal decision. But that's it's neither here nor there. So um, it's clear <laughs> to, every, to everyone that Carson Wentz is not, has not been vaccinated uh, for COVID-19. And he, again, he's not the only quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson also hasn't been vaccinated um, for COVID-19, and he tested positive uh, again earlier this week. So he's going to be out. Once you test positive, you're not vaccinated. You have to miss at least 10 days. So Deshaun uh, Lamar Jackson is going to miss the first week and a half of training camp at least. Um, Do you think that they will find out, like, because, you know, people aren't talking about this, like, a factor in this COVID thing, the betting aspect. mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, do you think if if people were made directly or indirectly aware of who the hell is vaccinated or not, that that decreases or increases their odds on, like, I don't know. Like, no, like, I thought that the Washington football team would be one of, like, the leader in, like, the club, like, one of the teams that, like, win this division. After seeing what they're dealing with, no. And 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 you see what the Cowboys, they're, like, 90%. I'm like, you know what? And and I saw the Giants. Two of their best players aren't even vaccinated. And I, I think they said Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley aren't, aren't vaccinated. And from the coaches we've heard, again, we knew this before, but the coaches, almost to a man, they've said – Basically, it's a competitive disadvantage if your team is not vaccinated because, again, you have less guys you can count on, you know, you know, for the, you know, to be there every week, week in, week, week in and week out. Again, like you said, like why you would think Washington. Again, you would think Washington would be a team, given Ron Rivera's health situation, that that Washington would be the team, one of those teams that was above the ninety percent threshold. They're clearly not. He's very upset about it, and rightly so, because again, for multiple reasons. Yeah. You know, like you know, more even, you know, even more if you winning. were just selfish and said, "Yo, I want to win as many games as possible," and and that's where I think uh, I think a Giants beat writer said the, the the players who aren't vaccinated for the Giants are treated like secondhand second class citizens. They have to like I don't know, like like eat like farther away from everyone. They got to like like I I don't know how that breeds winning. That like that's where I like even if you take the whole morality and like what's right out of it because like I don't I mean. A lot of these people don't don't believe don't 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 get down like that. But if you just factored in, yo, how does this make me win, and how does this make me, how does this make me more money? This doesn't make you more money. It doesn't. Right, and and as we saw from the Washington Nationals again, like you know, people can still be vaccinated and still get you know teams can still have outbreaks. But again, the fact if like if you have more players on your team that are vaccinated, whatever outbreaks you have will probably be more controlled. Because again, the, the Washington Nationals. We're like 85, at least 85% vaccinated um, as of May. And they recently had an outbreak again, which caused them to play a doubleheader against the Phillies. And there were four players and eight staffers um, that that still wound up testing positive for COVID-19. And again, that's the baseball team, which has less than half of the number of players that a football team has. So like, let's, let's extrapolate that for a second. And let's say, oh, it's the Ravens and eight of their players and 16 of their staffers, you know, on Sunday, one Sunday, you know, test positive for COVID. They can't play. Like they're like they're at a point where they probably can't can't play that day. So again, no, like, I love no. I, I'm really interested to see what, how this season plays out, and if any team that if any team makes the playoffs that has like a a low. Like I don't even know what the like what the threshold is at this point for considered low. But I, I can't see a team that has like 60 percent vaccination rate making the playoffs. I I I think there is going to be an absolute correlation between vaccination rates and obviously talent, right, and right. and winning. Yeah, no, yeah, we're going to, like you said, there's going to be a vaccinated team or an un, or that's had to have a high vaccination rate, probably lose a game because they don't have enough guys. And it's probably going to be a team that's highly vaccinated, probably win a couple more games Thank than they probably God would the normally. Eagles are one of the higher, because I could not imagine having to watch that slot of the team and ha- and like be like the Phillies. Yeah, no, no, you definitely, you definitely wouldn't want, because again, we, at least we can, root, we can root for these dudes, because again, they're doing the right thing yeah. when it comes to their fellow man. Um, so, so we we appreciate that. Uh, we don't have a chance to really talk about it, but shout out to Aaron Rodgers for just airing out his employer in his employer's building. Um, that's part of the, the American. By the way, dream. the first the first NFL player probably ever, or or like one of the first players to get his like his one of his bum friends' job, like like literally they <laughs> traded for random Cobb just because Aaron Rodgers said so. I appreciate like I appreciate like if you have that kind of stroke, man, I appreciate you using that. Are literally paid the Texans pay like the. The, the Texans pay, are paying Randall Cobb $3 million to play for the Packers. Just to go away. 
just to go away, just because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers wants him. So again, I, I appreciate Aaron Rodgers using his power to get his friend's job and air out his employers on, on national television in his employer's building. So I, I appreciate that. All right. Hopefully everything that we said about Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal and all that stuff, hopefully that, that, that all of that was false. And by next time we're in front of these, mic- these, air, these microphones, one of those guys is a sixer and Ben Simmons is gone and there is some peace and clarity to the situation. We will see again next time we are here. But in, until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you next week, everybody. starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. It's our turn to take back control. I'm in control. To take our shot. To protect us and everyone around us. I'm in control. It's safe. It's effective. And it saves lives. No cap. Don't just wait on the sidelines. Go Vax or get FOMO, MoCo. Let's end COVID together.